Friday, October 22, the 295th day of 2021. There are 70 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through in the know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com. Being in the Apple and Android smartphone app, using the SoundCloud or iTunes podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We will also get you ready for the uh, East Main Market, the Scare on the Square event. That's uh, uh, today. We'll tell you all about that. And a whole lot more coming up today here on In the No Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. You've already been doing some Christmas shopping. Yes? Well, you were not supposed to tell anybody. I was not supposed to tell. I didn't well, tell who you had bought gifts for. I just said you had been doing well, some I'm shopping. I'm always a last minute person. Yeah. But I saw some things and I have purchased at least five. That's why I thought it was so remarkable when gifts started arriving. I thought, um, <laughs> this is October. Who are you? What have you done with my wife who normally waits until the last minute? Uh, I do need a procedural ground rules question from you, though. Okay. Uh, Lego is coming out with an iconic set this holiday season. Uh, it's the Home Alone building set. Oh. Now, Legos are really a Leia. They're a thing that she and I do together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my question is, would you rather have this set to do with her or would you rather have the enjoyment of watching she and I build the home alone set together? Absolutely. You and her. So you'd rather be an observer and see it come to life and then be able Mm -hmm. to enjoy it. Okay. I just didn't know who need, who I needed to give this to, whether I needed to give it to you or whether I needed to give it to her so we could do together. It's only, this says it's only $25. I don't believe that. That must be that must be a misprint. He is a five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio Newshawk Award. He's a two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe: London, Moscow, Paris, and even Owensboro. He's Sam Gormley, and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Well, it's hoodie weather for you, yes. apparently, and uh, it's uh, it's two t-shirt, one one long sleeve over mm-hmm. one short sleeve t-shirt weather for me. That's yeah. my go-to. This is one of the Lone pieces of Grayson County apparel that I've been given. Yeah. So, well, and I got got it here. I could have worn UK blue tonight because of the blue white game, but I thought no yeah. football game this weekend. I'm gonna, you know. Yeah, I don't know that I really care that much about the blue white game. No, I don't either. But it's not really that I'm in mourning, but it's one of those things. Well, I'm not. Can't, I don't have a team to support this weekend. As far as tomorrow, you know, I typically wear mm-hmm. UK blue on Fridays. So, uh, are you are you following along with the um, the Astros? I guess will forever be criticized over being cheaters even if they aren't continuing to cheat but since since the old trash can gate happened a few years ago the Astros people continue to be very picky and they try to scrutinize everything the Astros do to see if they're trying to get an unfair advantage are you f- familiar with whistling gate I, I was reading about this the other day. I don't I think it's just people trying to make something out of nothing. The Houston Astros are now being accused of cheating with whistling. They're using some type of whistling sound to signal to someone else, whether they're stealing signs or doing whatever. And so there have been, uh, this week, there have been people saying, we're hearing them whistling. But if you were, if you were for the opposing team, couldn't you sit in the stands and just make a whistling sound to try and get people to think, ah, oh, the Astros are cheating. Abs- absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I think this is much ado about nothing. We need a whistle detector. 
We need to be able to. And that lady over there, she doesn't want anybody to oh. whistle about anything. <laughs> uh, Ever. On, on a rare occasion, I bust out a whistle at her, you know, the old just to get her attention because one it because it conflicts her does does she does she like, like the it? fact that I go woo or does she hate the whistling really and so it really conflicts you what it does <laughs> it conflicts you i know but that we're it saying does on air that's well sure but i don't do it that often no, you know, it's just more know. like to get like, okay, you don't like whistling, but no. you do. I think you do like me to tell you that I think you're good looking. So when I do both at the same time, then it's like, well, <laughs> how are you going to feel about it? <laughs> hey, I mentioned uh, Sam says it's hoodie weather. So it's going to feel more like November today than October. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll be locked in under clouds today, most of tonight. And again, tomorrow is going to be a gloomy Saturday. So just be prepared, but uh, foggy early Sunday with showers before the wind ramps up to allow for a mainly dry and warm afternoon. The main rain will arrive after midnight Sunday into early Monday, so chance of some showers uh, today, about a 30% chance, and a high. We won't get out of the 50s. Pretty much how we started the day is how the day is going to continue and the evening and may get into the 40s uh, overnight tonight. Clouds early, clearing late. That clearing is what's going to allow for the low temperature overnight to drop down into the uh, almost mid-40s. Then tomorrow, clouds and the uh, return of a shower. About a one in three chance of rain for tomorrow and a high of 60. So really not going to get a whole lot warmer tomorrow than it is today. But then back to a nice, uh, at least temperature-wise, day on Sunday with a high of 77. The search for Brian Laundry is over. And I, it would be easy to say that this brings to a conclusion the great mystery of Gabby Petito and her situation in Florida, but I believe that there remain as many questions as there were before, but the one a couple of questions that have been answered is that Brian Laundry's life has ended, as has hers. So you can deduce what you want. I, I think it's one of those things where he probably realized what he had done and he decided that he was going to take the easy way out when it comes to go ahead and check out instead of uh, uh, waiting for whatever punishment might be awaiting for him because he was the only suspect in her death. He returned back to Florida on September 1st without her after their their van trip across the country. We know there had been physical violence uh, involved because police officers had observed it at some point in time. So it's just pretty obvious to me on what happened to her. And it seems pretty obvious to me now on what happened to him. Now, how far do you want to go? Did his parents, how did it, why did his parents suddenly say a couple of days ago, you know where we should look? And then they drove right to the spot and there he was. Why did they not know this spot a month ago or, you know, previous time? So I don't, those are some questions that remain. But as far as where is he, is he alive? That question has been answered. And so just a real tragic story, but it sounds like he had been, um, I think it was probably he died for whatever reason, and then Gators got him rather than Gators got him and caused him to die is my understanding of the situation. I think the area that they found him was underwater. Yeah, it had been, probably wasn't. It probably wasn't underwater when he went there because his backpack and his notebook Because they searched him. that area, but they couldn't search that area specifically because it was, because it was underwater. underwater. So then it got underwater, and then the water went down. You know, in the marshlands there in St. Petersburg and that area is just – Florida's just, you know, because of the water table being so low, you never know when you might be underwater anyway. Other kind of national news, we got a little more guidance yesterday from the CDC expanding the booster rollout and a, an okay to mix shots. Millions more Americans can get a COVID-19 booster starting today and choose a different company's vaccine for the next shot if they want to. I still think that's probably something that your physician is going to want to help talk you through. Uh, if it's not urgent that you get one and you have the choice for me, you know, my experience was fine. And so I had the Pfizer vaccine and I didn't, you know, I, I did very well with both doses of that. I, for me, I'd be like, well, give me more Pfizer, you know, <laughs> and like I wouldn't just like, ah, oh, let's mix it up this time. Let's, let's see which one I might like better. I'm just kind of, kind of, you know, the old dance with what brought you. 
You don't want to make a cocktail of vaccines? I, I, I just, I, if you can make the choice, if you have a choice to make, seems like to me, can't, let's just go with what's working. Can't we make like a third of a dose of Pfizer, a third of Moderna, and a third of Johnson <sighs> yeah, & Johnson? Can we just keep it simple? I think this is for places where a person goes to get vaccinated or get their booster, and for whatever reason, their supply line is that, well, we don't have the one that you got before, but you need it because you're vulnerable, so it's okay to mix and match. But for me, who doesn't even meet the criteria for a booster right now, I would go, well, whenever there's Pfizer, and if you tell me there's a booster that's available for or that I'm ready for one, then let's talk. Until then, I'm just not going to – I just – listen, it's taken a lot to get to a point of confidence that you're making the right decision. To me, that just adds more murk, right? It just makes it more cloudy by saying, well, sure, let's roll the dice and see – you know, I can see where there would be reasons that it would be worthy of doing that because life's all about, you know, risk reward. What's the risk involved? What's the reward involved? We'll figure it out. So if you're wondering, do I or don't I, there are still restrictions on who qualifies and when for a booster. So starting six months past their last Pfizer or Moderna vaccination, people are urged to get a booster if they're 65 or older, nursing home residents, or at least 50 and at increased risk of severe disease because of health problems. All right. So if you match that criteria, then that's when you need to start uh, reaching out. Boosters also were allowed but not urged for adults of any age at increased risk of infection because of health problems or their jobs or living conditions. I know my dad got his booster earlier this week. I have confidence in getting a booster. Because I think he was getting a checkup, and he looked. the doctor looked down, and it was like, oh, well, it's been six months since you've gotten your shot. Do you want a booster? Yeah. My dad was like, well, sure. Why not? Well, and you know me. I'm pretty brand loyal, so Mm -hmm. Pfizer got me this far. I'm going to stay with the Pfizer. (laughs) I didn't know if you want a little Moderna in there. Nope. No, I'm not not saying Moderna's bad. I'm just saying, listen, I'm, I'm a Pfizer patient. You know, there are people there. They're they're like they're they're Ford drivers or they're so is Pfizer Chevy the Cheerios of vaccines for you. Pfizer is my like <laughs> Pfizer and I've gotten along pretty well so far. So I'm <laughs> until I have reason to do something else, I guess I'm going to stay there. Governor Bashir reported 1,796 new COVID-19 cases, 53 deaths yesterday. It brings us to a two-day total of deaths still above 100. Uh, brings our death toll to 9530, 9,530, but the positivity rate stepped on down to 6.53. So we've been dropping about three-tenths of a point uh, about every day. So maybe we'll continue off in that direction. Hospitalizations are down by 23. ICUs are down by 27. Ventilator patients are down by 8. Grayson County's uh, incidence rate flatlined over the previous two days. That may be just because no new data to report or maybe a a ripple in the reporting or whatever. But anyway, the same number to present to you as yesterday. But the governor is saying don't get complacent. Uh, Deaths still remain too high, but the other metrics are coming down, as we've talked about for a couple of days. But he's saying, you know, kind of need to be vigilant, and he's still encouraging people that haven't um, chosen to be vaccinated to go ahead and make that choice. To do so, we're heading in the right direction. Let's not abandon. Like, let's not abandon our strategy at the moment. Let's kind of keep on doing. I agree. Doing what we're doing. This headline, you know, the this this headline stood out to me because you either uh, you're either on board with what the CDC says, or you're probably 180 degrees from what the CDC says. The, the CDC says these days, but the CDC is involved in a story that has nothing to do with COVID-19, but it's involved in Kentucky. I had not heard of the situation before today, and I don't know really what to make of it. I'm only sharing the information with you because I found it of uh, of curious interest that federal health officials have concluded that a 2018 outbreak of infections, flu infections, in three states was caused by the improper storage, handling, and administration of flu and other common vaccines. The CDC said about 100 patients were affected during workplace vaccination events. They were administered by a third-party provider uh, called Location Vaccination in Indiana, Kentucky, and Ohio, over several months from 2018 to 2019, Dr. Paul McLaughlin had allowed his unlicensed wife to mishandle the vaccines 
causing infections in some patients, according to the Board of Licensure in Kentucky. His wife, Fershinda McLaughlin, was the owner of the vaccine provider. His medical license was placed on probation for five years in 2019. The Kentucky Department of Public Health began investigating the company after learning its patients were experiencing pain, swelling, and lumps at their injection sites. So really, though, if you spread 100 people over three states and locations, it may take a while to connect the dots and say, what's the commonality between these illness and between these responses? So I didn't know that, A, the CDC was involved in something like this. Like, I'd never heard of a, a story that says, why are all these people getting sick? And then they connect the dots, and then here we are in the middle of a pandemic three years later from this, and we're still finding out that vaccine storage and people knowing what they're doing or not that knowing what they're doing. we get a lot better at all that now. Makes a difference. I would imagine we definitely... We definitely would be, or will be. A report of a suspicious person has led to the arrest of a Louisville man accused of stealing materials from a law enforcement official. Last night, about 1020, the sheriff's office was notified that a suspicious man had parked in the driveway of a residence on Shrewsbury Road. The man, 35-year-old Joseph Goldsmith, was behaving erratically, had cinder blocks and wood hanging out the trunk of his Dodge Charger. Mm-hmm. I kind of did the same thing. Hanging out the trunk of your charger? That's what I'm kind of wondering as well. Okay. Uh, Maybe you just left a wedding. You know how they tie cans (laughs) behind your car when you go to a wedding uh and you drag them down? Uh I mean, that would probably create sparks on the road, I would think. What's not metal? It would do some damage, wouldn't it? Concrete on asphalt, I guess it would be. Anyway, it's neither neither here nor there. He left the area on Shrewsbury Road, traveled toward Litchfield, and then was... um, Followed by the sheriff's office to South Main Street, an investigation revealed the cinder blocks and lumber had been stolen from Grayson County Constable Mark Stanton. He arrived on the scene and identified the items on his list, and the goldsmith was arrested and charged with theft by unlawful taking, careless driving, and uh, gouging pavement. That should be a charge. I, I, I don't can like imagine. it. Yeah, I don't no, like no, it when no. pavement gets. I. I don't know. That, of all people to steal from, why are you stealing from, from a constable? <laughs> I'd like to think he didn't know that, but I, maybe he did. I, I don't know. Or or if, it, if he didn't know, that's bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kentucky's Lieutenant Governor Jacqueline Coleman said yesterday she will step down from her second role as a cabinet secretary to focus more attention on the state's economic development efforts. Since taking office alongside Governor Bashir in 2019, Coleman juggled dual roles as Lieutenant Governor and Secretary of the State's Education and Workforce Development Cabinet. Now the Cabinet's Deputy Secretary, Mary Pat Reagan, will assume the role of Acting Secretary as Coleman shifts exclusively to her duties as the state's number two elected official. Uh, she said, my focus as lieutenant governor and my commitment to the Bashir Coleman administration remains the same. It will just look a little different as we respond to the demands of a booming economy. That's code. You want to know what that's code for? We have to run for re-election starting now for next year, and I need more time to campaign. That's what that's code for going to be a busy election cycle next year. Five Kentucky counties are receiving a total of $2 million in grants for water and sewer improvement projects. The 18 projects are in Bracken, Lewis, Fleming, Robertson, and Mason counties. The reason I ask is we talked about water and water quality yesterday. Did Martin County already get money to fix their system? Do I don't know? know. I don't know. That's the, northeastern Kentucky, though. Yeah, so just but know. it's the state and it's the Kentucky uh, it's the Kentucky Infrastructure, what's it called? The Kentucky Infrastructure Authority. So it's the state. We had an instance earlier where a county helped the system, but now we have a state giving money to like five different counties. It just made me wonder if Martin County is still standing there like our water system is broken. Seems like they need money before anyone else. But that's just that's just me. <laughs> Number 10, Kentucky will look to veterans and transfers for a title run. Sam, uh, Kentucky Men's Basketball Media Day was uh, a couple of days ago, and Cal was interviewed. This will be one of the oldest teams Cal has ever had at Kentucky. It's one of the oldest teams in the country. It is one of the oldest teams oh, yeah. in the country. Yeah, you got Which is uh, weird. some, some veterans. I mean, normally you got a brand-new team every year. I mean, Davion Mintz, I think, is like my age. 
Really? Well, you got to think it's his sixth year of college. Call him Papaw. He's, he's an old man. <laughs> I mean, relative to a basketball college basketball program, oh, absolutely. He's a, he's a really I'm sure, I, It would not shock me if they call him Grandpa or I've, something like that. I've got a travel hack for you. It's one that I have learned about that I may use. If you would like to know how to get a whole row to yourself. So, Miss Buckles, you and I have this move. When we fly southwest uh, and we don't think the flight's going to be full, one of us claims the window seat and one of us claims the aisle seat. Absolutely. And then it forces someone to say, I'm going to take the middle seat. Mm-hmm. And then if they do, one of us will probably move so we can sit together. Sure. What the travel guru is saying now is when you shop and you pick seats, pick if you and I are traveling together, pick one of us for the aisle and one of us for the window because when someone else comes along to shop for seats, they're less likely to choose the middle seat Middle seat because they're looking for an aisle or a window somewhere else. So it's most likely to go unfilled. And then even if it does get filled, you can tell that person they can have the window or the aisle, which is probably what they wanted anyway. Is that a good hack? Well, I do. Yeah, I believe that. I think that makes sense. I, I had mean, never considered we, that. I mean. Really? I, well, I mean, when buying them. I always mm-hmm. just buy our seats together. I pick, okay, you know, 3A and 3B or 10A or 10B. But if we do 10A and 10C, then it might kind of ensure. Well, she like, wants to be at the front of the plane so she can territory. get off right away, right? She absolutely <laughs> wants oh. to be at the front of the plane. <laughs> really? No what. It is true. She definitely does. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk about tonight's scare on the square and East Main Market with Danielle Rigorardi. She's standing by. We'll tell you all about it coming up here on In the Know. Today is International Caps Lock Day. That is not licensed to use the caps lock all day long. Just use it for something. There's some people that use it all day long, 24-7. Drives me crazy. It's smart as cool day today. Yeah, it is. And I regret that tomorrow falls on a Saturday. It's slap your coworker silly day tomorrow. I always like it when I don't well, typically work on Saturdays. Be with your coworker no, tomorrow. No, you, you know, I, listen, I'll slap you really? before I'll slap I her. Say, I promise you. Oh, oh, I knew that. I fully expect that. She, she, you, I'll slap you, back. Might, you might slap back, Sam, but she definitely will slap. Will slap. <laughs> oh, back. She'll probably slap back hard, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. too. Absolutely. I want to say good morning to Danielle Urardi. She joins us by phone. She's the uh, coordinator. I'm going to call her the Queen Honcho of the uh, <laughs> East Main Market. Is that is that right? I don't know what I called you last time, but Queen Honcho sounds better, doesn't it? Whatever you pick, Mark, right, I'll go that, with it. That's good. Good to talk to you again. <laughs> I took the week off or the month off in September, you know, Honeyfest and all that good stuff. And now I'm going to get back and have a great fall evening on the square for East Main Market. I know it's, um, you, you're kind of reflecting, I guess, on this last season, looking back to May and all the way through the calendar. Uh, ahead of tonight's event, what do you, what are you what are your feelings about this 2021 season of East Main Market? Mark, we're super happy about the event, how it turned out. Every actually every month turned out I don't, probably a little better than the last. I mean, we're completely pleased with it. We're pleased with all the support the communities gave us. Um, it's just been great. We're looking forward to doing even better next year. You know, anytime that you, you kind of review, you do a little report card and you say, you know, here's what worked and here's maybe what needs some areas of focus or needs a shot in the arm or we need to revisit. Are there, are, are there things already that you have in mind that you want to try and implement next year that just builds on the success of this year? Absolutely. We're actually going to move this event to a Saturday next year and try that. I want to go all day with it. Because I noticed uh, with my vendors that were actually selling stuff, once the people grabbed their food and sat down in their chair to start the, watching the band, they didn't really get up and shop. Okay. And I really want that for the, the whole festival as well. So we're going to do the vendors in the daytime on Saturday and maybe a little acoustic set, maybe one food truck, and then roll them out for a couple hours to clear that out and bring in the main band and the stage and the food and the dr- drink truck. And I kind of try it that way and see how that goes. I want to try to please everybody and get every different crowd in there. 
So that's kind of where we're going to go with it next year. You know, people, obviously, they want it from a social standpoint. They want to gather and they want to have a good time and they need, you know, they want destinations and things to fill up their schedule and their calendar with. But ultimately, this doesn't work unless it's an economic driver for all people involved. So my question is this, to the 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 downtown area merchants and trying to, you know, revitalize and rebuild, has it been effective in making that area of our community more relevant throughout the year by per, by way of using this event as a reason to draw people downtown? I do believe it definitely is, Mark, and I also believe moving it to the Saturday and having the daytime that those businesses can be open and people can just continue to walk all around the square and shop around the square plus down East Main Market. So I think next year going this route with it will even bring the square into it more, which is what we want. You've had these weird intersections with various events, you know, the, uh, I guess existing calendar events that have already been held. Mm -hmm. And this is East Main yeah. Market's kind of been an overlay. And this is one of those weird months where uh, Scare on the Square, which, you know, has gone on for the past few years and East Main Market, the schedules and the initiatives kind of align. Uh, what are you all doing to co-locate those events tonight with the Scare on the Square? Well, tonight we didn't have a local number opening up, so that's why we kind of decided to go together and let them do the uh, contest where the local band usually is in the beginning, and they just kind of bring them in with us. Um, originally, I don't think they were going to have one this year, but they decided they wanted to do something. So they approached us and asked if they could join us, and we were more than happy to have them. And uh, we're just tickled to death to have the two combine and have something for, you know, the scare on the square as well. You know, that kind of using my touch point that I you, we talked about in July when I was complimentary about the consistency. You know, any event when it get trying to get off the ground and become a tradition, it's it's tough to do for two or three years and then take a year off and it just, you know, people don't know are you or aren't you. So having even some modified version even if it can't be the full-fledged version, I think is important and you get some synergies in that. Maybe people who wouldn't have come to East Main Market are coming because they love Halloween, they love to dress up, then they get there and they realize, "Hey, this is a great event." And it just paves the way for momentum as you roll into 2022. So I know that has to be exciting of new faces that that you're going to see tonight. That's right. Absolutely. Every month we do have some new phases of people that hear about it, you know, the last month and want to come out and try it. So we, we're excited about tonight to see what, you know, what combining these two events brings out. Registration for the Halloween costume contest, I think, is about 430 today. And yes. uh, have you selected your costume yet? I have not. <laughs> My costume is walking up and down the street all night. That's really? Okay. East Main Market shirt on. I don't know how much more I'm going to put on than that. <laughs> all right. That's very good. And then after. But we welcome all the costumes. I'm excited to see the costumes. Well, sure. But, uh, It'll be a spectacle. Yeah. Absolutely. It will be fun for sure. You got food but trucks coming back and what else? to the city and the tourism and the mayor and Wes and Aaron at Public Works for helping us this season. Mm -hmm. Also, the Sicilian Bank for letting us use their parking lot. That was a big, big, you know, we really appreciate that with them. And the police department. They were, we loved their presence being there and um, we're just really excited about everybody in the community that jumped in and was it, so helpful with it, this. It takes a lot of cooperation to uh, organize and, and build great events like this. And I'll I'll let you go. We'll continue promoting the particulars the rest of the day. But was it you who stole the beer truck? That's what we need to know before you go. <laughs> that stole the beer truck? Well, we've been hearing this West Cook band sing about somebody stole a beer truck all <laughs> week. That's, their, that's the big hit. And we we're just wondering, was it you who stole the beer truck? Okay. Oh, now you're singing a Shaggy song. It wasn't me. By the way, it's Shaggy's yeah. birthday today, so we'll talk more about that later. Danielle, uh, congratulations on all the success of East Main Market. Good luck tonight, and we uh, can't wait to rejoin and revisit you rolling into 2022. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, thank you. That's Danielle Girardi, Clean Honcho, East Main Market in Litchfield tonight. Guess where it is? You all know where East Main Market is? Um, East Main Street. I'm aware. Look at you, Sam, Mr. Context, East the East Main Market. Also, some people will be headed to Owensboro tonight for the uh, Cougar football district matchup. Cougars and uh, Red Devils. Red Devils. Red Devils yeah. at Rash Stadium. Correct. I saw, saw. I got a sneak peek yesterday at the series history. Cougars have defeated Owensboro in football once. Once. 
2010, and uh, they won that one 28-22. was in the playoffs, though, yeah. back in 2010. You know, in uh, week two, I guess, or maybe week three of the season, Owensboro got a lot of attention because Gavin Wimsett left early, went uh-huh. to Rutgers to sign an NIL deal and join uh, Rutgers early. Uh, so then everybody kind of wondered, well, what's going to happen to Owensboro? I won't say they haven't missed a beat, but they've continued to be very successful. Yeah, I asked, I asked Coach Jones something along the lines of – uh, there probably isn't another many schools in the entire state that would lose a D1 starting quarterback and continue on rolling like nothing even happened. Casey Boone is now their new starting quarterback, and he isn't going to run as much as Wimsett, but uh, he's 40 of 65, 633 yards, nine touchdowns, but five interceptions, so he's a little wild at times. But uh, he's still just kind of filled in as a very successful passer. But they're going to run the ball a lot tonight as well. So the Cougars coming off of a big victory uh, last week, and obviously they they Owensboro has their attention. They know that it's a you know big challenge going into tonight's game. But let me ask you, kind of line up for us um, the this this twenty twenty one season is on final approach trying to land you know in the final two weeks of the regular season how are things lining up what are the implications for tonight and what does the postseason what does tonight have postseason implications is my question I mean if Grayson County wins they're in the playoffs guaranteed no matter what doesn't matter what happens Um, now if they lose which is I mean Owensboro is one of the top teams in the entire state the Breckenridge County Ohio County game is the one to watch for. If Breck wins, Grayson is in the playoffs no matter what happens, and they'll head to Owensboro again in two weeks mm-hmm. because that would be Grayson and Ohio. Grayson would finish at two and three. Ohio County would finish at one and four, while Breck would finish at three and two. Don't we have to think Breck County is the favorite? Uh, you would presume. Yeah, you would presume. If Ohio County beats Breck, then there's a three-way tie at two and three, and that's when the calculus comes out. All right. Yeah. Which, which Do I need a slide rule? I'm you, already you confused okay. like, abacus. so much. <laughs> uh, but, no, I think it's – Grayson is in a really good position. The team that would more than likely be getting left out in this situation would be Breck because Breck has only won district games, and their last game of the season is against Edmondson. And what they do is they take the wins of your non-district games, so the, the amount of wins your the opponents have that you won in your non-district games. Wait a minute. Let me carry the one. Yeah, Here, right. Yeah, okay. calculus. All right, I carried the one. All right, and Grayson's ahead. biggest win is McLean County, who I believe has four wins at this point, at least last time I checked. And then next week they'll play Hart County, and I think Hart has three. So if Grayson would beat Hart County, that would give them seven points. Okay, so but basically, if Breck County wins tonight over Ohio County... No calculus needs to Grayson be Grayson County's in the playoffs. And I understand football is not linear. Correct. But if you just look at Breck County versus Grayson County, and you look at Ohio County versus Grayson County, it should say Breck County defeats Ohio County. Should. Should. Two if years you- ago, though... Uh, Breckenridge County beat Ohio County when we were in the same situation where Ohio County was going to be the winner and Grayson needed all the help and all of that. So it's so there it's, could be some favor returning going on. Correct. Here. All right. Correct. And I think Ohio. I mean Ohio. Grayson played very very well last week. All right. Very good. well last week. Um, what else is going on in Cougar sports that's relevant? That we need to talk about this. Volleyballs morning? district runner up. Okay. They head next week to the third region tournament, which I believe is at Owensboro Catholic. Because last year, Owensboro Catholic was supposed to host the region, but with attendance limitations, their gym is incredibly small. So it didn't make sense because they weren't going to be able to get even a small capacity crowd in that gym to have any number of people. So Grayson took over last year, and I think Owensboro Catholic got moved to this year. Uh, and then other than that, um, it's kind of, we're kind of in that weird little little downspout until ba- yeah. basketball started practice last week, so they're getting ready to roll and... I know. I think Meet the Cougar Night for them is coming up like November nineteenth. Right. So okay. it's it's kind of we're kind of in that weird little limbo. So kind of pretty much all about football right now. Football for the and next volleyball. Of weeks volleyball and has region, and that. then after region, then it is all football. I um, <laughs> uh, another news item that's uh, I guess kind of Cougar sports esque. It's Grayson County High School relevant, if that makes any sense. 
You may have heard about a major traffic jam around Grayson County High School yesterday, and it's when the band boosters announced that if you still had a crock pot at the high school, you need to come get it. I can't even. <laughs> because. <laughs> All you mamas. Everybody had to show up to get their crock pot. There was a traffic jam. It took an hour and a half to clear down on Schoolhouse Road. So thanks for the Cougar Sports Report, Sam. Uh, good luck to the Cougars tonight. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. No. Research shows that if you touch an item in a store, you're much more likely to buy it. And if you make contact with it, that makes go, sense. Oh, that yeah. feels good. Or that, I can kind of yeah, see that. If you can keep your distance with it, it's mm-hmm. some type of human barrier. Like, I'm not making contact with you. But if I if I touch it, embrace it, feel it, you know, get a tactile kind of feeling, I'm going, yeah, I'm going to take this home. No, and I think that's kind of the thing about the registers, end caps, whatever. You're sitting there, you're waiting to get checked out, you're more likely to touch. Pick it up and look at and it. Yeah. There the, you go. The peanut m and are calling your name there. Yeah, I mean, exactly there's, right. yeah. Also, and the odds, the sales conversion on test drives of cars, like if you'll test drive a car, the odds of you buying that particular car go way up than if you if you just look at it and walk around it and kick the tires. You, there's certain percentage of people oh, that buy those I cars. Know I, I test drove one you, car when I bought my new car, and it's the one that I have. You test drive it, then you suddenly you bond. Mm-hmm. You bond with yeah. it. It's like bonding with your mom. You don't want me to you test up. drive a new car. <laughs> show all those features. <laughs> That's right. Today's movie premieres. Dune is out in theaters today. It's a PG-13 adventure. Okay. Never heard of it? No. Well, I have because HBO Max has been pestering me, telling me it's coming out, it's coming out, Anybody it's coming in out. it? Like that matter? Uh, let's see. Dune stars Timothy Chalamet and okay. Zendaya. Oh, oh, you know what? I think I have seen a, a preview for that. Now. Is this a remake of Dune? There was a, when I was a kid, there oh, was that a movie I, that called I have Dune. no idea. Ron's Gone Wrong, PG family comedy. Nope. I'm going to have to tell, I'm going to, it's Zach Galifianakis and okay. Ed Helms. Oh, okay. Well, I like so, both of them. But Is I'm going to really have to, family. So, huh? Well, I don't know. But Taylor's Taylor's uh, uh, daughter Taylor's father-in-law, his name is Ron. So maybe maybe they can make a thing out of that. Ron's gone wrong. And hmm. if it's got Zalafanakis and Helms in it, are they between two ferns at all during no, this? No, I don't know. They might have changed it up. They might be between two hibiscus in this <laughs> uh, movie. And the French Dispatch is new in the cinema today. It's an R-rated drama comedy. Starring Benicio Del Toro, Adrian Brody, and Tilda Swinton. I at least recognize the people who are in all those movies. I, I know yeah. at least some one person in all three of those movies, which I frequently can't say in this day and time. See that tragedy about Alec Baldwin firing a prop That's gun on terrible. a movie set and killing the uh, principal photographer or a cinematographer? I can't so, imagine that. That's horrible. These prop guns, especially uh, in filming westerns, where they're more likely to use revolvers or bolt action or rifles. or So these guns have gunpowder, but they have no projectile. But if you're within 20 feet of them, they are still dangerous. And so he apparently fired one too close to someone else and um, didn't realize what was happening. And it was a... a Movie set mistake, and uh, she died, and then another person was injured. That's it's terrible. I can't imagine terrible. what he's going through. Saw a photo of him, and it's extremely distraught. Yeah, I saw. The, uh, I heard a report on, that he was just set. sitting on the side of the road, just like with his head and yeah. his hand in his head. Yeah, law that. enforcement questioned him, and then you know released him. They just they have to go through the processes of doing the investigation. You know, anytime anyone dies, especially as a result of anything related to a shooting, whether it's a prop gun or not. Also news, and if you've seen the many Saints of Newark and kind of wet your whistle for a prequel to The Sopranos, The Sopranos prequel TV show is in early talks at HBO Max. Uh, they've kind of done bookends, you know, where The Sopranos picks up uh, in HBO form from you know 20 years ago. And now the other bookend is there on where the many Saints of Newark when Tony was a teenager. And so they may fill in the gaps between those <laughs> two, but it will be in serial television format. Um, that is without James Scandolfini, though. Well, I mean, his son was his son good. 
Yeah, his son did a fine job. I mean, yeah, did well enough, and a lot of pressure on him too. You know, you know, carry the the mantle forward on that. Following character. a legend, I guess you could say. So that's that's right. A little bit easier when it's your father. You know, is it easier or harder? I think it's easier because you still get a lot of benefit of the heritage. Like you get the well, we know that it's in the DNA. Mm-hmm. We know that you study. When an outsider comes in, then and you follow a legend, people are less. Forgiving. They're more, mm-hmm. you know. Snoop Dogg has teased his Super Bowl performance two days in a row. Snoop Dogg gets mentioned what? on the show. Uh, one of the, he says it'll be one of the greatest halftime shows you ever witnessed. He said that me, Dr. Dre, and Eminem, not me, him. Him, not me. <laughs> so you're not, you're not performing at the Super Bowl I, halftime show? I know show? people mix us up. Like, mm-hmm. if, if, we, if we were standing in line at the store and I was there and Snoop Dogg was there, you all would have a hard time figuring out. Was that which one? Which one is Snoop Dogg? So anyway, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and Eminem. I can see it. Had a light. Dis- Absolutely. Both major receding <laughs> hairlines. Uh, he says, but I tell you that it's going to be one of the greatest Super Bowl halftime shows that you ever witnessed. Dr. Dre is in on it, and he's putting his time together with the specifics and the dynamics of what we're doing. He says that was a starting conversation between now and early February. They'll be working on it in earnest to put on a great show. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, in L.A.? Yes, that's right. I mean, certainly better than Coldplay. Oh, I dig. I, I enjoy Coldplay. It wasn't terrible. It's too much Coldplay. Like Coldplay should have been able to do like two songs and move. They should have been part of an ensemble, not the whole thing, at least in my opinion. Now, you can put all the Coldplay you want in Ted Lasso. <laughs> you know, that seems to fit. That's kind of their... Mumford and Sons in there, too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They do, they, do the, they do the theme. All right, famous television couples. Um. Yeah. Or just famous couples in history. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. So that's one. Pam and Jim. Uh, Pam and Jim. Oh. Ross and Rachel. Lucy and Desi. Yes. Uh, yeah. Leslie and uh, Ben, right, from Parks and Rec? Uh, yeah, I don't know that one show, but yeah. I, Please I, tell I me that it. you know who Lucy and Desi are. <laughs> yeah, you look like who? Lucille Ball. Oh, I yeah. love Lucy. I love oh, Lucy and, and Desi, yeah. And Ricky and all that. But they were in real life. They were Lucy and Lucy and Desi. I mean, what? who doesn't? If anyone says romantic couple, it has to be Ozzy and Sharon. Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne, their love story is getting a feature film. Didn't they? I thought, didn't they split? No, they got back together. Oh, I thought did they? he stroked out. On again, off again. Well, these... I mean, they won't be acting in the story. There will be people portraying them. But is their love story one that's worthy of cinematic glory? I'm asking. I don't know. I, I don't mean, I guess it's better than some of the other stuff that's in there. I think this is where Misty would say, Sharon! Probably. <laughs> I don't know the show. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Finish it up for the week here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder today is really a ponderance that I'm going to toss over to one Christy J. Buckles. Oh, dear. So here's the question. Your ear, uh, first I'll start with a statement. The statement is, your ears are overtuned. Absolutely. Yes, very sensitive ears. Yes. So now a question. Does the hair dryer hurt your ears? Like when you blow dry your hair, does it hurt your ears? No. Interesting. Because... For a lot of women, according to Woman's World, if you're having a hard time hearing, your blow dryer could be to blame. Most women don't realize that hair dryers are among the top causes of hearing loss because they are about seven times louder than the average conversation, which is more than enough to damage your ears. Makes sense. Does it? When Not you for put, me. When you stand next to a jet engine or those high mm-hmm. frequencies and all those decibel levels right there at your ear. And so it's actually, according to this article in Woman's World, uh, just like you do when you're trying to block out noise, it suggests using earplugs when you blow dry your hair. It makes sense to me. To protect your ears. Well, I'll flip my hair over and I'll blow I dry. I flip mine back and forth. You flip so, yours over when you, uh, but it yes. still doesn't protect your ears. Well, I'm not blow drying toward my ears. I'm 
Okay. I'm sorry. I don't. Hey, I was just trying to be helpful and help. help I don't think help, that applies. To help me. protect your ears. Oh, you're the one. You're the you're the exception. Maybe. to the rule. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> uh, let's see. On television tonight, I got to help set up uh, Dennis and Sarah Cook's weekend. Dennis and Sarah are waiting for me to tell them what they're going to be viewing. Cougar so, football against Owensburg so tonight. Tonight on the Hallmark Channel, Dennis and Sarah Cook will be watching You, Me, and the Christmas Trees. An arborist falls in love with a farmer as she tries to save his trees before the town tree lighting. Haven't we seen this one before? <laughs> I wonder if they met on FarmersOnly.com. <laughs> Dennis, please let me know after you watch it. I'll need a, I'll need a movie report. Go on Rotten Tomatoes and do a review. Hallmark also has tomorrow Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Well, doesn't he have to do the review on IMDb since he's now a That's true. Licensed. He's a card-carrying mm-hmm. member. He has his own IMDb page. Saturday Night Live may be the highlight of the weekend, television-wise. Ted Lasso, right? Yeah, Jason Sudeikis and musical guest Brandi Carlisle will be on Saturday Night Live. She's pretty good. Then Sunday night on Hallmark Channel, The Santa Stakeout. The season five premiere of Insecure on HBO on Sunday evening and the season 11 premiere of Curb Your Enthusiasm on HBO on Sunday evening. Do you watch Curb? I don't. You don't? I've watched a few episodes over the years, but I just, I've even downloaded it for a while. I Do you not like Larry David? I, what's, what's weird is I like Larry David, but his neuroses makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like it can be just a really small dose um, it was well packaged in Seinfeld in the form of George Costanza, but there's something about his neuroses is it's just so much on Curb Your Enthusiasm that I think it makes me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never seen it because I don't have HBO, but I know a lot of people that really like. I, it. I mean, the premise makes me laugh, but I just think it's too much. You know, mm-hmm. it's too much for me personally. I just whatever. Uh, today's highlight in history, this date in 2014, a gunman shot and killed a soldier standing guard at a war memorial in Ottawa. In 1836, Sam Houston was inaugurated as the first constitutionally elected president of the Republic of Texas. Hemingway's The Sun Also Rises was first published this date in 1926. Apollo 7 returned safely from orbit in 1968. President Reagan signed into law sweeping tax overhaul legislation in 86. Birthdays today, I think this will make maybe two, three days in a row that Christopher Lloyd, Back to the Future gets mentioned. Christopher Lloyd played Doc Brown. Also played Reverend Jim on Taxi. That was a great character. He's 83 today. Jeff Goldblum is 69. Bob Odenkirk from uh, Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul fame is 59 today. Also had a hard time recovering from... A heart attack. From, or was it a heart, I think heart, it was heart attack. Was it COVID or was it a combination No, it was because he collapsed on set filming Better Call Saul. Gotcha. Toby Mack is 57 today. Shelby Lynn is 53. Shaggy is 53 today. It wasn't me. Jesse Tyler Ferguson is 46. And Jonathan Lipnicki is 31. I need to take the time today to look up a current picture of Jonathan Lipnicki because he's just forever, to me... You know, the human head weighs eight pounds, <laughs> and birds and dogs can smell fear. I love it. Jerry Maguire was the little kid in Jerry Maguire. Sam, have you seen Jerry Maguire? No. Oh, oh Sam, you got to see Jerry Maguire. <laughs> you don't even know where you had me from at Hello came from. You don't know the famous movie line, you had me at Hello. You don't know where it came from. Nope. Curly Howard was born this date in 1903. I can't believe Sam's never seen Jerry Maguire. All right, so I, I think have, he has homework. Show me the money. I have, I have a list Jr., show of me about, the money. I have a list. Ken Hallett every day comes in. Have you ever seen this movie? <laughs> no. Well, no. But Ken always has the most random movies. was born this date in 1942. Did you say Ken Hallett is a rando? He, he likes random movies. Uh-oh. He's a big random movie fan. Right. I mean, some people might think that he's a, he's a rando. I mean, okay. Right. You said it, I mean. It wasn't me. Uh, in <laughs> 1959, Bobby Darren was number one. They win the shark bite. Thank you. I didn't want the live version. Let's go with the remastered version of this. 1968. Hey, Judy, 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 Judy. Your second favorite Beatles song? 
If yesterday was number one, I thought you said two days ago yesterday was your favorite Beatles song. I don't think I did. Okay. I would probably pick Come Together. Here Comes the Sun. It's pretty good, too. Carly Simon from the James Bond movie, The Spy Who Loved Me. Number one this date in 1977. This isn't one of the better Bonds. Do you not think so? Or do you, is that one of your favorites? The Spy Who Loved Me, and it paved the way. It set up the Austin Powers movie, The Spy Who Shagged Me. Oh, come on, Sam. <laughs> Goldfinger. Goldfinger is great. There's no doubt. But The Spy Who Loved Me, the best Roger Moore Bond movie, without a doubt. 1986, Tina Turner, number one, the typical male. She's great hair. Great hair. What about her selling her catalog for $40 million? Or I miss that. Was, she sold her catalog a couple of weeks ago. She said, it was, she said it was better while she's alive to sell her catalog because her family could use the money more than them trying to sell it after she's gone. So I was like, okay, whatever works. Janet Jackson, number one, Runaway in 95. I'm not missing it today. In 2013, Katy Perry, number one, with Roar. I mean, sometimes I get to the end, I don't have time to do the Katy Perry song, but I'm doing it today. Love it. I love this song. That's a good one. And I, every time we play it, I mention at the end, you hear a note that you don't hear anywhere else if you hear it in the end. You listen really close. She takes it way upstairs. Might even break glass. Does- is it not in Dennis Cook's new album? Because uh, I heard you got a little sneak peek, right? Yeah, I will tell you. I did not get to hear Adele's new album like Drake did, but I have heard Dennis's new album. So does he not hit that note? I'm waiting. Uh, he gets almost there. Almost. Uh, yeah, I, I intend to take it up with him on Tuesday. When uh, I was kind of sworn to secrecy, and now you've outed me, Sam. People are going to be pestering me, wanting me to share. I didn't say how much album. of it. I just heard. I knew you got one song at I least, all, right? I have all of it. Oh I mean, wow! It's just I even have mix outs. I have wow variations. Here comes the remix. I got it all. Are you going to remix it? You could text Snoop and <laughs> Snoop and Tennessee <laughs> Cook. Cook Ranch Music could have a spot on the stage at the halftime show. Well, I know one Dennis C. Cook's oldest son was in, in the in the studio yesterday, and the first thing he noticed was the picture of Snoop above your shoulder. Ah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the autograph picture of Snoop, by the way. Isn't it? Is it autographed? Did the autograph wear off? I thought it was autographed. Sorry. All right, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. <laughs> it's not, it's no. not autographed. It was at one point. Well, the Taylor Swift photo is autographed. Yes, it is. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Who is the happier man, he who has braved the storm of life and lived, or he who has stayed on the shore and merely existed? So are you happier if you've braved the storms of life and lived, or if you stayed on the shore and had had it easy? you got to decide for yourself. That's MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.